G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in and see what is breaking news-wise out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again. Back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with Israel's ministerial committee. They've voted in favour of the death penalty for terrorists. Give us some insight into what they're reporting. Yeah, the vote in favour of the bill came shortly after two Israeli brothers were killed in a terror attack. According to the law, which was part of a coalition agreement between the Likud and Otzma Yehudit, Israeli courts will be permitted to impose the death penalty on those who commit murder on nationalistic grounds against Israeli citizens. The committee decided that following a preliminary vote and prior to a first reading in the Knesset, a discussion will be held in the Security Cabinet on the exact wording of the law. A poll published last November showed that a majority of Israelis, 71%, supported the death penalty for terrorists convicted of killing Israelis. All right, it's one to follow along. And another headline, Ron. The Labour Party in Israel has filed a criminal complaint against the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. What's this one about? Yeah, the Labour Party filed a police complaint against Netanyahu and demanded that an investigation be opened into his inciting statements at a cabinet meeting. I want to give, this is what he said, I want to give you, meaning the ministers, a fist to strike at them, meaning the protesters against judicial reform. That was reported by Channel 12. The remarks in question were made amid widespread division in Israel over the controversial judicial reforms which have seen massive protests held all over the country, but especially in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Last time we ignored his incitement and it ended in murder, said the Labour leader, Mirab Michael. He also called on the general public to join Labour and file complaints to the police. But the reply has been blunt. One commentator said, this is precisely why we're having judicial reform. The left has been using that branch of government as their go-to for all their nonsensical grievances. They always knew that the judicial is powerful enough to use them to affect policy in the way they wanted. Now, as we restore equilibrium between the branches and the courts, we'll no longer have the supreme and unaccountable power. These tactics will seem silly. It's, it'll take time for that to happen. But now, nevertheless, the Israeli government process for judicial reform continues. Well, here's a familiar one uh, for things we're going through here. The Bank of Israel has lifted interest rates to 4.25%, the highest in Israel since 2008. What are the reports on the headlines saying? Yeah, this week the Bank of Israel increased the benchmark interest rate for the eighth straight meeting, raising its key lending rate by 50 basis points to 4.25%. 
the highest level since 2008. The Central Bank's Monetary Committee decided to lift the benchmark rate to 4.25% from 3.75. The move comes after inflation unexpectedly quickened in January amid robust economic growth and there's uncertainty over the repercussions of the proposed changes to Israel's legal system led to a weakening of the shekel. Uh, uh, Ron, a sizable Hezbollah gold trade in South America has been foiled, uh, this time by Israeli intelligence. What's this one about? Yes, an order signed recently by Defence Minister Yav Gallant indicates that there's a gold smuggling operation between Iran and Venezuela that's funding Hezbollah terror. It was revealed that last May, dozens of kilograms of gold were smuggled on an Iranian Maan air flight, which is subject to American sanctions from Venezuela to Tehran. The funds from the smuggled gold were transferred to Hezbollah. This smuggling ring was uncovered during a joint effort between the National Bureau for Counter-Terror Financing of Israel and the Defence Ministry, along with the Israeli police and the tax authority. A key player in the operation was Badir Adin Naimi Masawi, an Iranian businessman who conducts worldwide trade. He managed a secret operation with the Iranian Quds Force, purchasing gold in Venezuela and using his business and political connections to provide cover for the illicit funding. Now, Ron, there are nations from all around the world that have diplomatic ties to Israel and nations are putting their embassies in Jerusalem and our near neighbours to the north, Papua New Guinea, they're about to open an embassy in Jerusalem. What's the story here? Yeah, I was interested in the tone taken by the Israeli media. They said Papua New Guinea and describing Papua New Guinea as a mostly Christian country plans to open an embassy in Jerusalem. I thank Papua New Guinea for the close relationship, the overwhelming support at international institutions, and the decision to establish an embassy in Jerusalem, Foreign Minister Eli Cohen said. There's further evidence of the warm and important relationship between our countries, he added. The opening of an embassy in Jerusalem is still viewed as a highly contentious one by the international diplomatic community, given that only a small number of countries recognize that Jerusalem is part of Israel's sovereign territory, and even fewer recognize that it's the country's capital. Now, I suspect there's a little bit of lightheartedness around the last item that we'll cover today, Ron, but Israel is discovering the Aussie meat pie. Uh, what's happening? <laughs> Time to put your, your hat on. According to Google and millions of Aussies, the meat pie is our culinary symbol of Australia, our national dish. How appropriate then that Justin Winderbaum of Justin's Meat Pies is from Australia, although he's been a Renana resident for 14 years since making Alia with his wife Sandra in 2009. Since starting his pie business, he built up a large clientele of pie eaters, not just among the Anglo community, but with plenty of native-born Israelis as well. My Israeli informant said they were able to assess the pie concept over several days of 
tasting. I would have joined them heavily. <laughs> Several new flavors have been added with the emphasis on vegan and vegetarian. He's also produced a new line in the shape of sausage rolls, which have been very well received. Parents tell me their kids are finally agreeing to eat meat because they love my sausage rolls, Justin said. Now put your hat on for this. By the way, the Hebrew for sausage roll is Moshe Bamtiva, meaning Moses in a basket. <laughs> Which highlights the creativity of the Hebrew language. Right, Moses in a basket. An <laughs> Aussie, sausage roll. Is it popular though? Is it is this just a store and uh, they just got a bit of marketing going, or is it becoming widespread popular, popular across the, uh, the nation? Fabulous stuff. Well, yeah. we, we can be very thankful for that. Hey, Ron. Yeah, we can all go on tours to Israel now and be happy. <laughs> you can get a meat pie in Jerusalem. Ron Ross, thank you so much for scouring the headlines and being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 